0: Welcome to the Inside the 8 podcast with your hosts, Jamie Monroe and Colleen McGarity. This podcast is dedicated to all things women's lacrosse. We will break down top games of the week, discuss coaching strategies, and lacrosse recruiting. We will even bring in some of the game's top coaches and players as special guests. And now, here are your hosts, Jamie and Colleen.
1: How's it going, everybody? Really excited to welcome back Colleen McGarity to Season 2 of the Inside the 8 podcast. Colleen, so excited to get this going, and we have a lot of great stuff to talk about today. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be back for Season 2. Well, I'm sure we'll have a bunch of great guests lined up, um, trying to make this a consistent weekly thing for our listeners, and I'm excited to talk great content, great ideas, all things lacrosse, and um cheers to better 2021 right
1: I know man um I mean I feel like um 2020 was insane but I feel like a lot of a lot of people kind of made the best of it and I sort of put myself in that category but I am really excited to get back to a lacrosse season I can't tell you that
0: (laughs) very excited I don't even want to jinx myself I'm like thinking it's happening hopefully it's going to happen acting like it's going to happen but I'm with you uh quarantine and you know the pandemic's been tough but i saw the silver lining and everything i try to make the best of it and you know i that's what i try and say to my girls all the time is like there's no excuse like everyone's in a pandemic so we're going to figure out a way to get better
1: somehow in a way to have fun mm-hmm. you know? and i feel like um i mean the family time that we were able to all have and with with family and friends was pretty precious and i work with a lot of uh jm3 athletes and they it was amazing to watch them get better with like, you know, uh, 2023 boys playing against their 2025 little sisters in the backyard and actually like having fun with them and getting better at lacrosse. It was really cool.
0: Totally. I even got back out there with, uh, one of your summits in Delray. It was fun to play for a couple of days and play with a lot of my girls and get out there and, you know, play with my coach's daughter. Harley was out there crushing it. And, um, so it just, that was great for me to get out there and have the opportunity to do that where I typically wouldn't have that time to go down there with you.
1: Totally. Well, i um, really excited to uh, announce to everybody that Colleen and I are working together on a couple of different uh, levels. One, she's helping me with my JMP athletes, um, which means that she's going to be doing some Zoom calls with them and helping them watch film with them, advise them in their recruiting processes and and things like this. Um, let's talk a little bit about that for a sec. Um, you' pretty excited to be able to uh, engage with these with these young women to help them in their careers.
0: Yeah, super excited. It's my favorite thing to do with my job. Um, is more mentor kids and help you know reach their maximum potential. Help guide them through a process. You know where you know maybe they haven't got the exposure that they needed, or maybe they're a little bit behind and where they're Getting developed lacrosse-wise and just helping, being an extra advocate. We talk about advocacy all the time. Where um, just having that an extra advocate in your, you know, on your side to help you is super important. Um, it's been an easy transition to help you and work with you because I've already kind of been doing that a little bit along yeah. the way, and mm-hmm. we just kind of made it official. But so it every is. JM3 athlete that I've worked with in the past has either join my club team, gone off to a great place. We still stay in touch and they're crushing it. So I'm excited to continue that.
1: Yeah, so fun. And this whole, whole idea of working with athletes remotely and getting them pointed in the right direction of how to play and what to do. We were just talking before the podcast about you know people, people think they just need to do more, more practice, more lessons, more wall ball, more shooting, more dodging of cones, And um, all that's fine. But, but truthfully, there are some really smart ways and smarter ways to get better. Um, And I think that's what we're trying to help. You were just talking about one of your girls that was like, well, I'm not going to play basketball because I don't want to miss, you know, one day a week of club practice. And Mm -hmm. it's like crazy.
0: Yeah. So obviously everyone has different rules for their school and where they're at with the virus and the numbers, but at Penn charter, we did start winter sports and, we are putting ourselves in a bubble. So you're not allowed to do an an outside sport or an outside club or activity. So unfortunately for my girls, I'm their club coach. So if I see them, I'll have to report it. So it's like, you really can't bend the rules, nor should you ever break rules. But um, someone was like, well, I want to go to lacrosse instead of playing basketball. And I just was thinking out loud. I'm like five days, six, six days, some days, seven days on the basketball court each week. going to get you way better than going one day of lacrosse um i know it's hard to see your peers and teammates you know working when you might not be at lacrosse but you're doing it in a different in a different way and you're doing it in a different mindset you're letting your body work in different moves and you're learning the game you're becoming an athlete and i think that's we always talk about that just like that mental part and having just a different vision a different iq is way more important than getting a couple more reps and dodging a couple cones.
1: Totally. Um, you referenced, um, our little, uh, our little family and friends beach and lacrosse vacation down in Delray. It was the fourth year. Um, my cousin, Joe and his son, uh, and and invites friends. And then my three kids invite friends and and we have some jm three athletes down there and we get out on the fields, play some lacrosse, but the most, uh, The most fun we have is getting in this outdoor rink and where we play pickup games and i've been telling you about these forever i tell everybody about them but what how much fun did you have and how do you feel like that's a benefit
0: it was awesome it was i really did enjoy the way that pickup games you can you can be old you can be young everyone's playing together boy girl whatever you're doing you're all playing together and you're competing um and it's competitive and it's, it's only fun if you're making competitive and sure. we're all friends competitors. So typically they're all serious athletes that are going to be competitive and you need to have a sense of calm and deception, which I would think a lot of athletes, especially females that are all fast and, you know, can run by their defenders need to incorporate in their game. So it was just really fun to see, you know, some of my un- unbelievably athletic lacrosse players struggle in this type of uh, game and then get better every single day um so that was awesome and it was really just fun to be on the court with them so i can see it and i can't not coach them so especially when i was on their team with them or playing against them kind of just helping helping them telling them where to go and where to be and you know how to slow down and how to get your stick to the middle there's a million things we could talk about but i know how to slow
1: down for those people that are trying to envision what we're talking about it's a small net you know, three by three, actually for three and a half by three and a half net is what we normally play with. Sometimes we actually had a, um, a full NLL size net with a fully suited up box goalie in there. tennis balls, boys and girls Different. The games would be like maybe four on four plus a goalie. We play this game called five by, which is like a, a five V five where one player on the defensive team either plays net or sits out to make it an all time five on four. And Oh my god, that game is so fun! The way the ball moves—it's like box power play. It's truly box lacrosse without pads, is what it is.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And I used to do a lot of um, box lacrosse with my Triple H girls. Um, this year with the virus, we just didn't sign up for the indoor, you know, tournaments and the leagues. Just not sure what everyone's, you know, thoughts would be on that, and trying to be as safe as possible. So we're doing a lot of now indoor box. Um, three by and four by and five by games. So my little kids are loving it tonight, four 30, the 28s and 29s are playing. And like we said, you get so many more touches. So I, we did play one box game last week and already I'm like so excited for the three by and the four by just because the girls get so many touches. A girl could go through that a whole entire box game and never touch the ball. Um, solely because we're super young and it's really hard to catch and throw, but they just get so many opportunities. So it's okay to, mess up and you get that opportunity to get the ball right back. Um, so I think really just getting that, you know, pick up, you know, keep playing live type of feel is huge. And we've talked about this before, but you, I grew up playing pickup basketball. I have core basketball every single day with my neighborhood, my brothers, my sisters. And you just don't do that with cross. This creates that type of atmosphere, and you know, allows them to play a pickup game.
1: And, you know, you know, you talk about so many more touches. And I just want people to understand that not all touches are created equal. In other words, you can, you can get on the wall and bang out a thousand reps, which is fine. But that's just practicing against the wall. There's no defender. There's no teammate. There's no reading of the situation. There's no decision making. And I think the thing with playing, and you referenced it, you said live play. This is live play. And it's all about the context. So you're getting in a, in a three-by game which is a great starter game for people is a three on three where one person uh, plays net one person on defense plays goal. And it's an all time three on two. And we all know three on twos are about as good of a drill as you can do. And you'll get a three on two for an hour on both sides of the ball. and, And you'll get so many chances to complete a pass, to fake a pass, to shoot it, to figure out how to position yourself, how to defend people, how to get the angle that you need. Um, it's really, um, it's amazingly impactful. And the, and you also referenced the angle. Talk about that for a second, because this is really one of the the biggest things that these small nets and what box lacrosse in general teaches naturally.
0: Uh, yeah, you cannot get away with taking a bad angle down the alley, outside shot. So it immediately is just, it's a turnover. You know, it's, you're hitting the pipe or you're hitting the, the goalie's foot. Um, so I think it really just makes you have to get your stick to the inside, take a better angle shot, you know, really start to buy into that your stick has eyes and to place it around the goalie to see more part of the net. If not, you're losing that game. It's quickly three, nothing winner goes up, loser goes down. It's like, crap, like I can't take that shot anymore. We're not winning. Um, But you get to fix your mistake in 30 seconds, as opposed to getting in the back of the line, waiting and then you might do the same thing that you just did because you know like you're you already forgot about it so it's right there you have to change it immediately
1: totally and these angles this is real the stats are out there canadians have shot for 10 plus years in in division 1 men's lacrosse canadians have shot a consistent 34% and americans have shot a consistent 28% think about that that's massive that's a 21% difference and mm-hmm. it is crazy and it's because they grow up playing box lacrosse where you can't shoot with your stick to the outside. And it's not necessarily that they're just better shooters. It's that they don't take bad shots. And and truthfully, that's really what this game teaches um, totally naturally. You just won't score taking alley shots. So you learn how to get your stick to the middle. And what you what you'll notice with new players is they can't even shoot without shooting an alley shot because they don't know how to get to the middle. Honestly.
0: Yeah, it is really interesting. And it's a, a negative in a way in our sport where you can get away for so many years in field lacrosse with scoring those type of goals. Yep. So they're almost, you know, given this, it's a success. They scored a goal, but it's not quite what you need to have in your skill set for high school and college. So it's like all oh, this grade school play. Yeah, you score a goal, it, it's good, but it's like celebrating when the goal goes in when it's not quite what we wanted. Um, so it's hard. So this really makes you learn how to do it the correct way. That's gonna help you when you're in a really intense, high level type of game where you can't afford to take that shot. The goalie's awesome, the defender is awesome. Honestly, I'm a defender. I I'm trying to force you to the outside to take that shot. Exactly. So why would you set why would you take that shot? You okay. want to do what I'm telling you not to do.
1: I know. Gotta dodge oh. from those elbows. Um the, the one last point before we move on to a new topic is you 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 talked about slowing down. And I think this is one of the hardest things for athletes to do, men's and women's lacrosse players, um, but I think women almost more so because you can get away with so much speed at younger levels. But as you get to higher levels and there's zones and help defense, you just can't barrel through the eight and get shots off um, talk about the, the impact of why it's so important to slow down
0: yeah i mean you could get into a couple of different things here slowing down with the change of speed and the hesitations to get by a defender slowing down just to make the correct play and see what you have in front of you so many people are going so fast they don't even see the wide open people or they yeah. don't even see the pick coming or they already ran past and didn't give time for the pick to come Yeah. Um, So just slowing down is really slowing down in a correct angle that you're protecting your stick. Obviously you can't just slow down and hang your stick, but it teaches you to slow down and really see what's out there. This sets up and teaches you just like five on five basketball. Like when you're setting, you, you take, you get your head up, you see what you got, you see what your opportunities, you wait for the pick, you go off of it where so many times in girls across, especially people are just like, Cutting through just to cut through because their coach said that, not really cutting through with a purpose.
1: Um, where this and catching it and just running as fast as they can. Yeah. You know, basketball is the perfect um, ex- analogy. Basketball is an incredibly explosive sport where the athletes are, are going to the basket with explosiveness, but mm-hmm. they never just catch it and take off. <laughs> yeah. They catch it and pause, they hesitate, they wait to set things up you have to allow a gap, you know, to open up for you. And that's one of the things that, so why does this, these little games help that? Well, because you, when you have a net that small and it's so packed in, there's nowhere to run. You'll just run past the other side of the net. So it turns into a a slowing down and understanding how to really feel your defender and post your defender up a little bit
0: too. Totally. I mean, this, the hesitations, you need to change your speed up, you know, and you never need to be the fastest, strongest person where, sometimes lacrosse and most sports reward that person. You know, great, you are gifted with being the most athletic, strongest, fastest, but you can't, that person's always not gonna get the goal. Um, But in youth lacrosse a lot, that person does. So this kind of really equalizes it a little bit on the the court. I, I was watching our boys basketball practice yesterday and our point guard is really small. He started as an eighth grader, he's now a freshman. He's not the fastest, not the biggest. He's not the strongest. He is so, so smooth and smart with his hesitations and his stop and goes. like, it's so fun to watch him play because he could get right by everyone, but he's not doing it in the fastest way. Yeah. He's not doing it in the strongest way, but he gets almost an assist or a shot off every single play as being the smallest on the court.
1: And you can't learn that in structure. In fact, you can't be taught that you can only learn that on your own with in context. And that's why basketball is such a great sport because everybody plays three on three basketball. And that's how you really learn how to play. Um, yeah. and, you know, you said it in lacrosse, there really hasn't been a lot of pickup games and this model that we've been using with our athletes um, that we're sharing with everybody right now, it's unbelievably effective and it's counterintuitive because everybody thinks we got to work, 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 rep, rep, do my lessons, dodge cones, shoot more shots. I say, play, play, play.
0: Yeah, totally. I'm you know, me and you have talked about this a bunch. Like, I think there just has to be a good balance. Like, obviously, you know, get out there and do what you need to do to feel comfortable with your stick, get a good little workout, and get your heart going. But you can't just only do that. You got to find find ways to play. Um, gotta, gotta find ways to play even, play man up, get touches, um, and be in live games. So I mean, just in competing. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about. I have we have one girl um triple h is from middle of pennsylvania that really has been playing with jamie in a couple extra tournaments because i'm trying to get her as many games as possible she just gets better every time she's in a game but like i don't even see if you're better just by doing lessons
1: because you right. need
0: to get in a game so as you say that all the time when college coaches are like is that girl good i'm like i've only done lessons with her i can't give you an accurate report or you know feedback on this player until they're in a game, until you dodge a human being, until you see what you have in a pickup type of style. Never will a college coach just recruit someone from a lesson.
1: Or from dodging a cone. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, all right, let's transition um, into the other thing we're working together on, which is building content for the women's lacrosse coaches training program in the JM3 site. Um, I am so excited. I've been, we've been talking about this. You've been helping me anyways, because you've, you've done some webinars, but now that you're involved, you're helping uh, get speakers for the virtual lacrosse summit. You're going to be doing some of your own webinars. Can you just talk about um, your thoughts on this and how it's going to be a great resource for the for women's lacrosse?
0: Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm always, I'm, a, am a growth mindset type of coach. Like I'm always looking to learn from you, Jamie, to learn from others. So as I, you know, go through Triple H and go through Pen Charter, I'm always like, "What's the new thing I can teach? What can I like elevate my game with?" I'm never want to be stuck in any old ways. So this is a great platform just to learn from the best at all times. I love doing them because I learn while I'm, you know, hosting totally. a great guest like we've had this week. We have Michelle Tumalo and Hallie Majorana, where you know they got to talk about skill sets where they are some of the best. You know, Michelle and Hallie are two of the best attackers to play still right now and coach so how amazing it to have them on this and show drills and show them actually coaching and little things that you know you're noticing like oh I, I should have focused on that for my girls or I never really noticed to you know do it that way where I was doing it another, another way um I said this to Michelle as well as like it could be the same thing standard Catching and throwing, but she's saying in a different way that might click her, or that just might change everything completely. Um, Hallie's presentation this week was great. It was how to get different shots off, shooting around defenders, which people never really talk about. You know how to get your stick in a in the correct spot to shoot around the defender, um, just like boys do, because our game keeps changing to be a little bit more faster pace and be more like the men's game. So I'm just super excited. I you know obviously have a lot of teammates that played. Uh, with me at Northwestern that are high-level coaches, so it's easy to get them on. We had a lot of great guests this week. I think Cindy Timshaw is going to hop on next week. and Nice. Um, yeah, and we have Hannah Nielsen next week and Shannon Smith and Ann Elliott the week after, and the, the list will keep going, but I'm excited to learn from them. I'm excited to give the content out to others to learn from it as well.
1: It's so awesome. And the content that you're going to be creating uh, is going to be exciting too, because now when you take all this information you're getting from hosting all these webinars and you're coaching your own team you can uh, pull out your phone and film some drills and take a look at the film from games and begin to share you know your coaching journey along with everybody else which I think is really exciting and I'm going to be doing the same thing.
0: Totally especially some of the drills even I think like Michelle had a great drill the other day for touches a 4v3 box that she learned from Katrina that I already saw one time at another clinic from Katrina like I'm going to try and film that at my practice so you can see it a little bit more up close and personal. And that way our viewers can really see it and bring that to their practice as well. Um, But there's so many different things that we could film all the time. I just need to get in the habit now of always remembering to film it and put it out for the listeners.
1: I know I'm such a film geek. I like literally film every high school. (laughs)
0: I'll get get more and more into it. I should start to hire a personal filmer next to me and just be like, stop, do that again, film it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> just um i, I pay uh, i just get a little manager out there pay her 20 bucks and and she films each day and you know
0: great, great idea actually we have three managers for girls across in the spring so um, now they have a duty and what they can do
1: you just got to get a phone with a lot of um, memory perfect yeah mm-hmm. um one of the things that we're also doing um that's really exciting is so we've got this content in the the free coaches training program which is it's awesome uh it's deep and you're, all of your coaches can get access to it. If you're, if you're a head coach, you can get all your assistants and your JV coaches. But also there's awesome player content. There's academies for girls um, and there's really cool recruiting content. I've taken all of our podcasts um, and chopped up the recruiting pieces and put, the, put that in there for like parents to have access to. Um, And then there's the backyard curriculum, which I think I've sent you, which I was my, uh, (laughs) it was my quarantine project because I was like home with my three kids and we were just playing lacrosse in the backyard. So for a program, they get all this stuff. That's all cool. It's content, easy to understand. But what I'm really excited about, Colleen, is I started doing this last year and I'm really fired up for you to be a part of this, is working directly with programs in this JM3 coach program. So we had... Um, several I had like I don't know seven high school programs I think four men's and three women's programs that I worked with last year where we have a zoom call each week and we uh, help programs get organized be a be a you know help them plan help them um, you know think about their teams watch film with them prepare for games Um, and um, it is so much fun to like have the opportunity to work with another program and I just wanted you to share some of your thoughts about that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm very excited about that. We used to do this actually at Colorado um, because when I was at the University of Colorado, that area was so new to the game. We would have high school coaches come to our coaches clinics all the time. And I loved that. Um, I just love helping people. I guess I love talking to them and guiding them through it. And a lot of this stuff comes so easily to me because of how much lacrosse has been in my life and just some little things that you know, are so natural to me, just to help you know other coaches understand or to change in their game. Just little things um, can go a long way. Um, so I'm super excited about it. Recruiting is something that I I love. Um, that's why I think you know Triple H has been so successful so far is because I really enjoy that process. So I'm excited to share that with the JM3 athletes, the JM3 coaches, and just help them through totally. that as well.
1: Let's talk a little bit about Triple H real quick before we get into some other topics. Um, you guys, how did you manage through the, the pandemic uh, with that class of 2022? And how did the recruiting go for you guys?
0: Yeah, great question. So I was kind of freaking out in the beginning because it's like, what's going to happen? There's a dead period. Coaches can't go anywhere. I don't even know if we can play. Um, so right away, I'm such a, I don't want my, my, you know, athletes and my players and my parents to ever think they're not getting what they deserve. So right away, we went into like a quarantine. This is what we're going to do to get better it's not focused on recruiting right now. So let's say it was March, you know, we were like, here's your plan. Here's, you're going out on the field. You're, you're doing this type of running. You're doing this, you're, you're getting fitter. You're getting stronger. You're watching this film. You're, you're doing this stick work. You know, if you can, and then it was really by yourself because everyone was kind of solo. Um, so if you had a sibling, great, you can do some of that, you know, one-on-ones if you don't just trying to do the best you can just to get a stick in your hands and feel better. And also learn, I had a lot of hosts come on in Zooms and just talk about, you know, their journey, their college experience, just to keep my girls active. Then once we were able to get out on the fields, it was still a little up in the air about the tournaments. And some uh, families were comfortable and some were not. So I just decided to make my own games. So I took our high school age kids, so 22s, 21s, and 23s. And then I invited all of my alumni, so my 2020s, plus some 2019s and 2018s that are all current college players. Um, Some of, you know, the best college players right now, like Scotty Rose Growney. We had Katie Detweiler, who's also Under Armour. I mean, uh, she wasn't Under Armour All-American, but, um, you know, preseason All-American right now. We had about 20 current college girls just out there playing with us. um, And I made four to five even teams and filmed them. So we no longer were triple H 22 playing against top guns. We were all intermixed, made different rosters, filmed every game. So they got the film they needed because college coaches weren't going anywhere anyways. Um, And they got better. Um, They got better against great competition. They got a lot of reps. The games were longer than, you know, the really fast summer tournament games where sometimes it feels like it's a minute long. Um, So they got so much film. And then from there with, you know me being an ad and getting great film September first was super successful for us uh i think 19 of my 22 2022s are committed already um to great great schools so and a couple more in the works right now but it was exciting um a lot of interest a lot of calls they um the film this summer definitely helped and they had nothing no setback whatsoever
1: So, so smart to be able to just take control of it yourself. Right. Because like tournaments, you just didn't know if they were going to happen. If they're, you know, if you were going to be all of a sudden exposed by to to the virus, you know, from other teams or all the travel and people were uncomfortable with it, you were able to keep it at home and, you know, not only get great film for the recruiting, but also like you said, the kids got better and they probably had so much fun too.
0: They loved it. And I mean, actually the college kids and my alumni loved it even more. I mean, some of those, the 2020s, they lost their senior season. They're about to prepare to go play in college. So everyone was just super excited to get out there and play and compete. But, yeah, we kind of created our own little bubble. Um, so it eliminated crossing state lines. It eliminated going out to play teams from other um, other states when, if parents were uncomfortable. So it really, we were able to get everyone from the club to participate and be a part of the summer, and we weren't really – losing people that maybe weren't as, as comfortable.
1: Yeah. And you probably played more lacrosse.
0: Yeah. We have way more games, um, longer games. Um, and like I said, you're just getting a little bit more touches. We actually did the no draw for a couple of them because the rest weren't as comfortable with the draw, but silver lining, a lot more reps up and down. You're getting a lot more opportunities in the film. So, and you get even amount of times on offense and defense where sometimes yeah. if, you know, you have a draw girl as great as that is for that team that's winning, it's really unfortunate for the other team. Um, there's nothing worse than going to a tournament and the other team wins the draw every single time. And your offense is just sitting there waiting to be seen or the college coaches, is there waiting to watch that one half and you got well, one opportunity.
1: Or if your team wins every draw and you're a defender.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I, I kind of enjoyed the no draw for some of them just for that sake of getting equal, equal looks on both sides.
1: Yeah, totally. That's cool. So, um, let's talk a little bit about, um, our upcoming year of 2021 and what we're going to try to do with the, um, Inside the Aid podcast. Um, obviously we love talking to, um, our guests and we love talking about what they're doing and what they're thinking and, all of the details from culture building to what they're doing on offense, defense and in, in transition. Um, who are some of the, uh, some of the folks that you're hoping to get on the show?
0: Yeah. I need to like expand my, uh, my wildcat. Uh, <laughs> I have my go-to wildcat girls. So I always go to my, my favorites and my good friends and my teammates, but just going to try and get a couple more people um, of coaches that I haven't really gotten, the chance to know as personally but maybe i've got to know them recruiting wise so yeah. i'm going to just kind of branch out to a few more like i'd love to get um man amanda o'leary from florida on here who i think she would be a great one to just yeah. learn from her as well and um there's a couple other colleges out there that you know i have on my list to get on here whether it be for a webinar or a podcast now i have to like juggle and who's willing to do both you know there's some people that would love to do it all um and just also asking like we know we have to be courteous of their seasons they're gonna have they're ramping up here in a yeah in a couple weeks so I'll kind of base it on that too me and you tend to look at the the schedules and there's a huge game trying to get you know a coach from one of those big games right afterwards to break it down with us and um big rivalries and see what happens from there so we'll follow along the exciting season I can't wait to watch lacrosse again so think me and you will break down some games as well some exciting ones if we don't have a guest that week and it'll keep you guys on your toes and keep it interesting
1: totally oh you know what we forgot to mention this is going to be really sweet is your office hours
0: yes my office hours
1: (laughs) (laughs) so office hours is an opportunity for subscribers to our coaches training to come on and um hang out with colleen on a zoom call and just um and and interact uh, with with film clips, with questions and in in a group setting where everybody gets to kind of chime in with their, it's not so much a webinar as it's just like, it's a meeting and everybody kind of gets to chat about it. And those are really, really fun. Um, When are you going to try to get started with those in the next couple of weeks?
0: Yeah, I just finished teaching my leadership class. So I teach one class at Penn Charter um, and it wrapped up yesterday. So next week, my schedule opens up. So I'll get some office hours, hopefully, you know, starting on Monday. Um, and try and keep them as consi- consistent as possible. I will really enjoy this time because even on the webinars and anytime we get questions and answers, I'm so quick to like get into a full conversation about that where you don't have time. So in the yeah. office hours we can really break down things or people will feel more comfortable asking that follow-up question if I didn't quite answer it you know correctly on the webinar, or if you want to go back to an old webinar just to answer you know answer that more so you can totally understand the concept.
1: Totally. And and the use of film is that the um, the coaches that are on there can like text you or, or shoot you a link and get you, you know, you can share a screen and look at a, a film, you know, like, hey, I ran this drill. You know, what do you think? How do you like it? And you might be like, man, this is like such a cool drill. I'm doing that. I'm stealing yeah, it.
0: Stealing it. You know, put it on, then I'll put it on our content and I'll give you credit. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, no, it's great. I just love bouncing ideas off of you know, all different coaches, everyone has different outlooks and eyes on things. So, you know, I just think the more eyes and ways you can look at a drill, you might not even realize, but you're doing it in a, in a way that's so much more beneficial, or maybe it's not the best way and you need to adjust something or little things like that.
1: All right, let's talk a little bit about Penn Charter. Mm-hmm. So first of all, you and your girls got to be so fired up to be able to play lacrosse again.
0: Very excited. I mean, last year we were, you know, gearing up to be very, very good. It was my fourth year. So it was finally like just getting into the groove of things and, uh, really making a turn, um, to be really competitive in the interact. And fortunately the season was canceled, but, um, like I said, I don't like to dwell on things or look in the past or make excuses. So right away it's like, girls just keep working. We'll be back at it next year. And, um, that's that you know so I'm excited to get out there March 1st is the approved date for spring sports to start and we'll get right after it um my girls will be very excited that I've been listening to Tony Heller oh yeah your podcast or your did you have him on a podcast or you just interviewed him and and I also listened to his other speech where he did something on YouTube as well and then now i I'm totally bought in. I bought feed the cats. I already talked to my strength and conditioning coach. So basically they're going to be running a ton less than I usually make them go through. And I'm, they're going to be psyched, but that doesn't mean things are going to be less intense. I'm going to more just change my model to be super intense, go a hundred percent for a drill and get a little bit more rest. Um, for those of you more interested about this model and concept, feed the cats, you can listen to the podcast that Jamie did. And, um, there's a ton of information that's super helpful that goes against he's
1: everything. I did. <laughs> Tony Holler is his name. H O L L E R. And he runs this, uh, program called feed the cats and he's a speed guru. And, uh, he's got very, very interesting concepts. And I think it's, I mean, it's, listen, it's where it's the, it's the way, uh, it's the direction performance is going in. Um, mm-hmm. will be the days of uh, timed miles, you know, and lo- a lot of conditioning, which just beats you down. Um, but let's talk a little bit about your team and like what you're excited to do and what have you learned you know um, that you're thinking about doing you know on offense or defense is there anything you know you're like excited to go try and experiment with
0: Um, yeah my whole team is good now so I'm excited to incorporate more two-man game and um, you know a little bit more of those looks where I think you have the tendency to like do isolation plays and like have one person run by someone and score when when you only have one or two good players, you know? So when you have the capability where everyone can score and everyone has that IQ to move the ball, you can open up a lot of doors. So I'm really excited to just really harp on, you know, lots of just give and goes, picks, pass and pick down off ball is one of my main things this year, yeah. just to really get them understanding off ball movement. I just listened to your two man off ball, um, webinar the other, you did the other day yeah. um where i just think sometimes when i go through the two man game it's like all right they're all watching the two man game and then and then i bring up off ball it needs to be like together in sync yeah. and flow um and to really, yeah just simultaneously and and to be more innovative and to trust themselves like i don't I'm not really big to set up specific plays like xyz I'd love to just get a flow of emotion and then have those plays when, you know, you need to score, you know, the other team has a yellow card, all those things. I have some set plays here and there, but would love to just, you know, get them to understand the natural motion of when to move and why to move. um, Which I think will just come with playing a lot um, and playing together and building that chemistry. There's nothing better when you have a really, Good team that clicks, and when they click, and yeah. they know how to move, and want to move, it's so much fun.
1: It is such a thing of beauty. Um, yeah. One of the things that I've been thinking a lot about, and I definitely mentioned in that off-ball two-man webinar, is three-man motions, mm-hmm. ball side and back side. I, I I'm so fascinated with this, and in women's lacrosse, it's it's important because you've got seven players that you have to that you have to get working together. And so, you know, if you have a two-man game over here and a two-man game over here, that's great, except there's three more players. And so if you can have a three-man game and a three-man game, it's even better. And what I've found from kind of watching it, and it's funny because my laboratory is my pickup games, and I filmed them. And uh, we started playing. You probably saw we do this three-on-three-on-a-side pickup game that becomes like a three-man motion. You can't go past the far pipe. To score a goal so the whole all of it happens on one side it's a 3v3 with a goalie in there and what i what i learned was from the perspective of the offense it's not much more difficult to set picks for and have two uh, an off ball pick option and, and an on ball pick option and in, in a flow if you just simply get the ball moving a little bit but for the defense it's so much more difficult to, to deal with figuring out how to potentially switch with somebody on my left and on my right. When it's right. just one person to focus on in a two-man game defensively, it's, it's a challenge, but it's pretty doable. But when all of a sudden you have to like immediately do it again on the, uh, you know, on your other side, um, it creates a complexity for the defense. And I think there's uh, so much possibility with three-man motions on ball and off ball. And in box lacrosse, you see this and it's just, absolutely magical to watch how these uh players get open so that's one of the things and I.
0: and that kind of reminds me of the wildcat offense a little bit you know yeah. if you had three and three and maybe just the other one behind mm-hmm. um or you move the other one up top just making sure you back up the net um but yeah i mean that that's something that i'm excited to you know bring in they already run nation so so quickly and they're used to it, but I want to make it sh- sh- like, I want them to see nations in every angle, not just like the one side. So I'm excited right. just to grow their, their mindset and grow, um, all that, you know, so they're just, the sky's the limit for them. They all can you know, catch throw right, left, they're fast, they're strong. They're, you know, they're hungry to get out there and be good. So when you have that, now it's on me to put in the design part.
1: Totally. My last last thing I've been thinking about, and I know you've done this in the past, but I, I, I'm I'm envisioning an offense where there is no set, and it's just principles like two-man game on ball, two-man game off ball, take good shots, back up the net, be an outlet, clear space for Dodgers. Um instead of pigeonholing them into two players behind, two on this wing, one out top, two on this wing, or whatever it is. I know that that can work and I've tried it. We've all done this. I've been in this mindset of a set, you know, for my Mm -hmm. whole career as a player and a coach. And I used to kind of like scoff at the idea of like letting people play and not giving them a set. But now I kind of feel like why, it's kind of like on defense where we, you can't be in a set. You have to give them principles by which they read and react. Why Mm -hmm. can't we do the same thing for offense? And what are your thoughts about that?
0: That's exactly, you just said it in a much more eloquent way. That's exactly what I want to create for my offense is I don't want, obviously I don't want them to just go play like freely. I want to give them principles and I want them to become smart lacrosse players. I want them to know like how to shift around their defender, how to set the pick when it's supposed to be set, how to, when to post up, you know, and just little things for them to start to see it themselves them to become a little bit more of a coach as well if they can that'd be great if they can start to see it one step ahead um or start to see like you say it all the time but like when the, where the ball is going to start to like you know anticipate the next play um rather than a strict set I think sometimes yes you can score easily but I don't think they're becoming a smarter lacrosse player exactly I think they're becoming a good memorizer
1: right Like with with when you like script a motion that you're going to, and there's
0: nothing worse. And you're like, whoa, abort the play. You're wide open. You know what I mean, like, right?
1: Exactly it. You know, we create this thing, and and then you're like, well, I want you guys to exchange up here, and so they exchange. But like, there's nobody guarding you. But then, how can we like get frustrated with a player when they're just doing what we're telling them to do?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I think a lot, what you bring up a lot, is learning to watch your defender, which they're so self consumed and like so like i need to do this or how do i score or you know where watch your defender if your defender is hedging you got to put yourself in a position to score you know what i mean if or back to your defender's overplaying with you what are you going to do you know so like if your defender is not even worried about you you're probably not doing something right you know so it's like and you didn't make them pay for it you know so learn and that's the off ball two man that we're talking about it's just trying to activate your defender and um, for them to understand how important that is. And I think sometimes they don't watch their defender the correct way.
1: Well, a lot um, of times they just watch the ball.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: So they're just looking at the ball and everyone's like, you'll hear coaches say like, always watch the ball. But that's yeah. not great advice because if you're always watching the ball, then and someone's picking for you, how do you know where to go? You don't, you have, you'd have to see like, is like, are they switching? Or are they going under this pick? Or are they following me over the pick? And you actually have to look to see that. And then when you realize you're open, you can look up for the ball and you'll be in the perfect spot. And hopefully the, the feeders right. the same thing you are.
0: Yeah, I, I'm more, I guess, I'm really want to work on their vision. Like you're bringing it up as how can they see more of the field? How can they see more opportunities um, instead of being so, so tunnel visioned? Um, and it, we're bringing it back to basketball, but like you need to see more on a court, you know, like as a point guard, like you have to, get your head up and envision the next player where you're going to fade to, or where you're going to slip to, or where you're going to cut to, or, you know, that anticipation and that vision, I think can really help them start to play on their own. Sometimes they're not going to be able to hear me as well. You know, they got to be able to trust their instinct and hopefully I can instill that in practice.
1: Totally. Last topic, the mental side of the game, which I know is something that is of great interest to you. There's a book that I came across recently called the inner game of tennis. Um, I think I shared it with you, but I'm not sure if I know you have a long list of uh, content to go through, but Mm -hmm. for all the listeners out there, this, this book is uh, so cool. And it's such a game changer. It's not really a tennis book. Tennis is the medium uh, by which this uh, author who wrote this book in like 1974 explains how to create peak performance and how to, how to get in the zone. So many athletes suffer from um a lack of confidence and and uh self-doubt and and lapses in concentration or self-condemnation where we're like yelling at each other and it's because you know really we have this uh ego conscious self that is trying to manage our autopilot natural self that that was the self that how we learned how to walk and talk um back when we were uh when we were babies we didn't really get down on ourselves if we fell when we were trying to learn how to walk um we just did it um and so this book is absolutely incredible and i just wanted to share that with listeners but also turn this conversation to the mental side of the game and some of your thoughts on that
0: yeah this this is something i love and i enjoy and i actually think why i love to coach high school aged girls and middle school aged girls um I think I can actually do a full webinar or a full podcast on this and I would love to for one of my contents, but, um, that book's great. I'm about halfway through it. Super easy though. I should already be done it, but I need more time in my day. Um, it's so important and it's so important for their game. And I just think the more they can also take the second to read and like calm themselves down is super helpful. Uh, I was a big, advocate for mind gym when I was in college and I read it all the time like every single week I'd read it because you know you have some ups and downs college lacrosse is hard um and I actually was just on the phone with someone a college player who was upset about her her performance on her fitness test and I was like forget about it like just forget about it and are you upset because you you think the coach is this important in you or are you upset because you didn't feel you didn't perform And the real answer is because of the coach, like they only care about what the coach thinks and you got to get out of that and do it for yourself and how you feel and forget about it and get out on there the next day. And coaches have like a 24 hour memory. If you kick ass that day in practice, they're going to remember it. They're not going to remember that you messed up a week ago. And in your mind, you think that they think they remember every one of your mistakes or every time you had a bad day and they don't, um, And I, you don't know that until you become a coach when you're like, crap, they actually, they already forgot about it. (laughs) Um, I was like, yeah, don't know if anyone who did bad, like you just had to be consistently out there getting after it and believing in yourself. And if you can believe in yourself and confidence, it's just so powerful. Um, like I said, we can talk about this for for hours and I love this concept and we should definitely do a whole mental game, but that book's great. The inner game of tennis My husband's already reading it because he thinks it's going to help him in golf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I just listened to another good podcast with, uh, Tim Ferris. Um, and Dr. Jim, I had it down lower or lower L O E H R. Um, all about the mental game and speed skating and how one Olympian, you know, basically just mentally believed himself and won and didn't believe in himself and got like fiftieth and gained like, I don't know, like five seconds, which is an insane amount of time in a speed skating race. So it's just like so powerful. It is. Your mind is just the best and it can help you create so many great things. And it also is the worst where you could single-handedly never step foot on a field because your mind is working against you.
1: No doubt. And so much of it is actually quieting your mind.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I mean, it's like when people think about you know, negative self-talk versus positive self-talk. And I, I feel like this book is trying to teach you how to have no self-talk.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because
1: if your self-talk, it's your self one, conscious self talking to yourself to autopilot, telling it what to do. And when you're in the zone, you're not th- you're aware of things, but you're not thinking. You're not like, oh, I'm in the zone. Oh, I'm playing really well. As soon as you do that, you're not in the zone. Totally.
0: <laughs> I'll I'll never forget AAU basketball. I think my freshman year, I had like 25 points one game. I'm the smallest point guard, I had my teammates were Elena Deladon, the MVP of the WNBA, two other girls who went to UConn, girl that's playing at Harvard, and I don't even remember the game, like I just like played, and my dad was like, what happened, I was like, I I don't know, I just didn't care, I just went out there and played, and the games where you go and overthink it, it just totally messes up the way, you still might be working hard, you still might putting effort, but it's not, you're not getting your peak performance, you're not in that flight mode, as they kind of call it, where you're just like unstoppable. And, you know, someone like Michael Jordan was constantly in that mode where he was able to calm his mind and go out there and dominate.
1: Yeah. And it's like just to, to get thoughts out of your mind thoughts of, you know, who's watching me, thoughts of, you know what I mean? What do like,
0: think. Yeah.
1: What do they think? And then all of a sudden, you can wander, your mind can wander into you know, random fantasies about what happens if they think this, you know, and you're just like.
0: What if I don't play at all this year? What is everyone gonna say about me? They're not gonna say anything because no one really cares cares? about anybody but themselves. So that's what it comes down to. Like people worry so much about what other people think and especially high school girls. It's crazy with like the recruiting process. Like you have to go D1 because everyone else is. No, do what's right for you. Like no one really cares.
1: Well, the other piece is too, is that like with, as coaches, when we tell people what to do and what not to do, do it this way, don't do it this way. It starts putting that ego self in control of like, well, you know, you know, you're not supposed to do it this way. Come on, you know, do it this way. You just tell it yourself. And so much of it is you have to not think of you Like, you know, I'm sure Connor talks about his golf swing. If he tries to think about a technique, a, a, a detail of technique in his swing, it's going to be a terrible shot. You have to clear your mind and just do it. And at the same time, have awareness without judgment. So when you start judging yourself, that's when you start good or bad. That's when you, you, the the thoughts seep in
0: of
1: like, Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't come through on that the right way, you know, allows you to make an adjustment. And, um, I don't know, the whole thing is so fascinating. And I think that the last thing I wanna leave with on this topic is what I've found, I, I always knew somehow that this free play model created more confident athletes. I knew it, It was I was seeing it happen, but I didn't know why really until I kind of read this book. And it's, be, it's because when you're just playing out of structure, no one's telling you what to do, what not to do, you learn how to just play. And you're kind of in the zone, you're actually getting in the zone because being in the zone simply means you're in the moment. You're not thinking about worrying about anything else except for this thing you're doing, which is really, really fun. Um, and yeah. so it's kind of interesting, isn't
0: it? So interesting. I mean, I love that whole that whole concept and, you know, you can get more into it, but totally the free play as well. Like I'll see girls try a move that they wouldn't have the confidence to try in a game because right. maybe they are, you know what I mean? That That part is the exciting part. It's like, try it you'll get it back in a second you have that ability to just you know kind of play freely without getting reprimanded or feeling like you disappointed the team or feeling like people might say something
1: or you did everyone's
0: making mistakes yeah
1: half the time yeah. athletes get mad at themselves for thinking they did it wrong when it was great mm-hmm. you know what i mean they're like all mad at themselves like what are you mad at that was awesome
0: yeah i know like i love it when girls fall sometimes and they like embarrassment no that was great like fall, like you just put all of your body into that shot, like fall every time. And they're like, Oh, okay. Like, I'm like, before you put like half the power, you fell forward. That was great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's really cool stuff. Well, Colleen, I'm so fired up for 2021. So fired up to be working with you on all of these initiatives and uh, we'll be doing another podcast soon.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm excited to be here and cheers to 2021.
1: Cheers to 2021. We'll talk later.
0: All right. See ya.